0: Grand Rising, everyone. Natalie, come to us. We're a coffee, come, come mm. all <laughs> you. All right, let's get started. So reading from the Emerald Tablet Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Um, Really um, talking about desolation um, and how to purify the soul, right, is to isolate her. Alexandra Philosophers, Platonius preventing her from attaching herself to other things and raise her from the things here below to intelligible entities, also to wane or wean her from, her, from the body, for in that case she is no longer sufficiently attached to it uh, to be enslaved to it, so resembling a light which <coughs> is not absorbed in a whirlwind of matter, Okay. So this too is part of chaos. If we think about it, um, chaos is really an interesting topic for, for most people. Um, and we have chaos theory even where we're trying to understand like what is chaos and it freaks people out. The chaos theory kind of freaks out. I believe a lot of people because what it does is it tells us, you know, is everything predetermined and it tells us that perhaps it's not that there's free will um but then there's this pattern that surfaces and so we don't know what the pattern's going to be right and that's kind of what chaos theory is in a way um in a very simple way simplistic way to describe it so when we think about chaos theory what we see is that we don't know what the pattern's going to be We just have no idea we can't even predict it so there's no predictability in chaos theory but we can say that the predictability we could probably say is that there will be some sort of pattern that arises from it we get fractals out of this right um and if you are look too close or you look too far um it looks like a bunch of chaos you don't really know what's going on um and i think about this in like traffic right or when we're flying Let's say, for instance, and we're looking at traffic when we're out on the road, it's like a big chaotic cluster, right? It doesn't look like it makes sense. There's maybe not some order. I mean, people are driving in their lanes, not really anymore. People are driving all over the place. But when you start to fly above and you can't really see the patterns of the streets, like, you know, the streets run straight. You don't really see a pattern basically when you start to rise above in the plane and you look down it looks like a bunch of ants and it looks you can see the order and the patterning it's pretty crazy i always kind of used to do that when i was in the plane look down and be like wow it's just amazing how when you're down there and you're in it it doesn't look as orderly as when you're looking from further away so perspective is a big thing right with cast theory but what is this saying this is saying that you shouldn't attach yourself or if you want to um isolate her which is i would say the the great mother and to live fluidly um you have to disconnect her from matter um matter is we are matter. i know on here and we are dense and matter when we're dense and we're trying to move through the world it's not as easy right moving our vessels through the world um trying to find that lightheartedness Okay, so let's just go through this. Um, the desolation of Raymond uh, Lily. Good morning, Lisa. Um, no matter how low we have fallen, the process of disolation takes us to the highest level and purges us of ego and worldliness. You can almost think of it almost like altruism in a way. An example of spiritual process can be found in the life of renowned alchemist Raymond, born in 1235 to a wealthy family in Spain. He rebuffed uh, their attempts to get him to attend the university and become a popular poet and became a popular poet instead, leading the romantic life. Uh, Lully ended up uh, a member of the Royal Court. Um, Always a handsome ladies man, could never resist the temptations of the flesh and constantly sought new liaisons among the board and um, commonly ladies of the Spanish court. Um, his indiscretions were so frequent that King James complained and suggested that he settled down and marry a lovely, wealthy woman, um, who was seeking a husband that he did. Although it did not curb his appetite for women, he finally met his match in an extremely beautiful noble woman who played a horrific trick on him. Though she was married, um, Lily openly flirted with this gorgeous woman and even followed her around on horseback. After being harassed for months, she agreed to meet him for a rendezvous and fantasized for days about the upcoming uh, tourist. When the day finally arrived, he found her waiting patiently for him, and he approached her tenderly. Just as he was about to place a kiss on her pouting lips, she ripped open her blouse and revealed an ulcering and cancerous breast that gave off a a gangrenous odor. Um, as he turned away in revulsion, she cried out, How much better would it be to have been for him to set his love um, on the Creator and win uh, a more lasting prize? He ran from the scene, overcame by shame and um, his pride forever crushed. So humiliating, Calcu- Calcine just him to face the, the fertility of his materialistic existence so we kind of see this story even um the storylines get gets played out right because we we talk about um beauty and vanity as one of the right we call it the sins it's funny because if you're watching devil's advocate i like to quote this movie a lot um at the end he goes vanity my favorite sin right um that we are visual creatures and 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 the way we look now he and we see this even with like beauty and the beast right it's it's the same kind of storyline narrative where the woman comes and she doesn't she's not this beautiful thing and he gets like oh, get away he turns away and then he's forever cursed because of it and she turns into this beautiful thing this is kind of opposite she's beautiful and shows him you know the opposite here's this grotesque thing and if you would have put your time into something that was long-lasting like your spirit or your spiritual journey that would have actually yielded results okay um, he faced his faculties and materialistic existence high living uh, courtesan <laughs> soon renounced his descendant life he divided his state estate and moved to Mount Rhonda near majorca i'm oh, sorry his life and lived his life as a hermit um during this period deep introspection he entered desolation and he was overwhelmed by nightmares and religious visions that seemed to be directing him to the arabic lands during his separation phase he identified purified essence being released in his soul and discovered a type of alchemy being practiced in Tunisian that shared many of the components of his dreams So he taught himself Arabic and traveled to North Africa, where he joined the Sufi sect, learned spiritual alchemy. Here we go. Another thing about spiritual alchemy is that you can see alchemy is not a religion. It's not a religion. This is why I call myself a spiritual alchemist. But what it does is it allows us to open ourselves to the different religious processes. There are religious processes. Okay there's a process within each religion. If you look at it, right? There's a procession, there's there's rites of passage, there's all these processes that happen that help us kind of go through our harder stages in life. Um, if we looked at like the Catholic Church, for instance, you have baptism, you have your First Holy Communion, you have your marriage, you have all these things, right, that you go through is a process. And there's a process in every uh, quote unquote religion um, or spiritual way of life. Like for instance, Buddhism, which is not a religion, it's a spiritual way of life, but there's a process to it, right? Um, The process being, um, first there's suffering, there's a way out, the Four Noble Truths, and it goes down and it goes on and on and on. Alchemy is a part of that. So as you can see, He's even stating that, right? That he went out and he joined the Sufi sect and learned spiritual alchemy. You see, you can learn alchemy through these different processes. They're all alchemy in motion because each one of them is looking at how do we actually purify the the soul, the spirit? Or how do we purify the spirit into soul? I think that's a better way to put it from a particular alchemic way of speaking about it, right when we talk about alchemy, how do we purify that into pure light? how do we do that? What does the process look like okay um and so that's what he did um, and so he went to the Sufis and he learned spiritual alchemy. this esoteric training completed his personal conjunction of the soul and spirit. Now the Sufis do something pretty cool. they spin really fast. And each religion or each um, uh, cultural tradition or indigenous tradition or any tradition that we go back to, um, I don't want to say religious either, but all of these things had ceremony within them. And the ceremonies were there to ignite a spiritual um, or entice a spiritual connection. Um, And so what happens, right, with the Sufis is they spin really fast in circles. And and it taps them into that spiritual connection. So we have drumming ceremonies, right? The natives would do drums. And that's how they connected into the divine was through the drum ceremony. So we have ceremonies that we do. Um, and there's ceremonies and there's an alchemic process to each, um, I want to say, religion or spiritual process that we have. There's ways to connect into the divine, our divine self um so he learned how to do that through the sufis now you have your way of doing it meditation is one way right buddhism talks about meditation sitting still all of that kind of stuff people do hypnotherapy people take psychedelics right to have these experiences the reality is we can tap into it without psychedelics we can have these experiences through other ways sometimes people will cut off the breath kundalini is all about breath work and how you use your breath to ignite that spiritual experience so there's different ways to connect and this is where this is what drives me nuts is people fight about religion there's no need to fight about it everybody that is religious everybody who is following a process is really trying to connect to the divine they're trying to find what their way is to connect to that divine experience Mm -hmm um and to be whole and feel that wholeness right or feel wholehearted and and loved so they're looking at these different sex and they're saying well what works for me so there's different things to ignite those experiences and that is i call it alchemy in motion like for me i do kung fu well that is alchemy in motion sufis turn in circles alchemy in motion drumming ceremonies alchemy in motion. Sweat lodges, alchemy, emotion. Meditation, alchemy, emotion. Okay, so you're getting the point, right? That as a spiritual alchemist, you have the opportunity to tap into that spiritual connection through very different modalities, different ways of engaging. It's not just one way. The experience can be ignited through very, um, several different outlets, okay? So his fermentation took place in 1217 when he returned to the Mount Rhonda, entered the seventh month. Of constant prayer and meditation. So he also did the prayer meditation. Some people also do fasting. Um, that's a big one that ignites. You know, we'll see this in a lot of our um, spiritual people who um, we talk about today. Like Jesus Christ did fasting, Buddha did fasting. Um, we have every religious practice talks about fasting. Um, it, it's it's one way for you to connect to the divine as well. Um, so that's another way okay always absorbed in prayer in prayer and conversing continually with angels who console uh, consolations he received had uh which the souls can indeed realize but which his lips cannot worth, worthily describe um he was flooded with a warm light he had visions such as revelation of hermes he beheld the vertical axis of reality and traveled to the above and below He saw things emanate from one mind through the divine thought finding expression in matter. As dissolution of the experience began, he attempted to translate his outworldly experience into words so he could understand it. He named it that the divine thoughts of archetypal forms experienced the uh, dignities of God, which he remarkably similar to the divine signatures of Jacob. Like Bohem, Lily believed that they were based on the trinity of forces that were the causes of all phenomena. So the trinity being, um, as we said, the elements, right? The mercury, um, uh, salt, and I can't remember what the other one is, but it's, it's, it's a combination of three things. And we say that two come together to make three. So really, you know, one is really two and two is really three. mathematics and they're all combined together and we have the trinity uh father son holy spirit right is the trinity um they've taken it into different different ways of exploring it you have man woman come together have a baby that's the trinity there's three that's out of two comes three um and so he was able to tap into that here's the deal when we start to tap into our divine nature and i've talked about this before literally what happens these signatures that are ignited the way that we engage it doesn't have words so it's really hard and this is where scientists are actually scratching their heads they don't know what the hell to do and i laugh about it right because scientists have to have proof they have to know um good morning i don't know who's just on here good morning anyway they just have to know they have to know they have to understand And they don't know. That's the point. And it's kind of funny to me because when we talk about going to the above, which they call the above, which I wouldn't necessarily call it the above, but when we start to connect into that divine nature, okay, and we start to really tap in and really understand it, when we try to describe it, we can't put words on it, right? And this is why they talk about, you know, you can't when you say God's name, it's no longer God, right? So we put this label on this thing that we really can't put a label on. It's the same thing when we have our divine spiritual experiences. How do you communicate it? What words do you use? Sometimes there are no words that you can put on top of it to describe it. And even science itself is not able to describe the fullness of life, in general and our experience and consciousness they don't have a deep understanding of consciousness they don't know how to describe it they don't agree they don't agree on quantum physics these are all those bigger things that we will probably never understand and probably not supposed to because there's it's it's beyond reason it's not there's no reason behind it which is hard for most people because we want to rationalize we want to reason we want (laughs) to we do we we attach ourselves. Now there is a place in space for reason and purpose, of course. It it has a function for us. It's survival part, you know, mostly, and then it extends beyond our survival, but the reality is is that you can't rationalize it. There's just no words. Sometimes we bring back symbols. For me, when I connect to the divine, you have to ask yourself like what when I do connect to that space what is the message that I come back with? Some people come back with numbers. Some people come back with art. Some people come back with um, sacred geometry. Some people come back with, I mean, there's just different ways that it's expressed, but not necessarily expressed through words because words are just the symbol of what the experience was. You can't fully describe the experience through symbols. I can't, even in my communication, I can't, find a word close enough to my experience because the reality is it's not the experience. It's a symbol of the experience. And that's all we're going to have, right? Jennifer Madrid, blessing upon you. Um, I'm drawn to you, my beloved friend. Guidance, reading, send me a friend request or a message. Okay, Christina. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so I don't know who this person is, but Um, tell us what you do are you some a reader what do you a tarot reader Uh, what do you tell us what you do what are your services apparently you have services so you're trying to sell something (laughs) what is it you're trying to sell tell us okay Um, so as we tap into that we bring back into this world creativity and that's what it is So there's no logic or reason. We look at paintings sometimes and they don't have a reason or a purpose or they're just an expression of the self. We can try to put words on it, right? And say, oh, well, they must have been thinking this and, you know, this and that. And this is what it means to me. And the experience itself is captured in a picture, but the picture itself isn't the experience, you see? So it never can be, which is kind of unique and awesome in a way it's really kind of awesome that we are able to experience this can we put words behind it that becomes the harder part symbols don't tell us what the experience is completely and we don't have a good enough language Um, you know they say the fire letters um, Arabic again which was on here pretty close to it you know now we have English where we try to describe things but really it's just a bunch of symbols put together And then we're trying to describe what we see like this is a coffee cup, but I can say that. But can you experience it? You could see it through here, but you're not touching it and feeling it like I am. I'm experiencing the mug itself. You're not. I'm only telling you it's that. You can only imagine what it feels like, but you're not really experiencing it. you got to go out there. And so I guess the message is go out and experience life. (laughs) That's really where it's happening. Go and experience, have these magical experiences. And maybe there's no need to put words on it. And rather just to be in the experience. Just be in the experience of life. See what that feels like without having to describe it. Just be with it. Um, Okay. So there you go. Um, And we will continue on this chapter of desolation um of alchemy. Okay. So there you go. I love you guys. Have a fantastical day. I will see you all tomorrow. Bye-bye.